Everybody say the gates of hell. The very place of victory for the church. The gates of hell. The very place of victory for the church. Matthew 16, 18. And we know this. We've heard it over and over. Very familiar scripture. Because this is the passage where it was revealed who Jesus was. Peter spoke up, said, who the men said that I am? Peter spoke up and said, you are the Christ, the son of the living God. And upon what he said, Jesus looked at Peter and said, I say unto thee, thou art Peter, and upon this rock, I will build my church. Upon this rock, I will build my church. And I believe that this is the first or second time the word church is mentioned in the Bible. There was no church in the Old Testament. There was no church in Noah's time. There wasn't a church when David was here. There wasn't a church when Moses Brought the Ten Commandments. There wasn't a church. There was a congregation. No churches during David's time. No churches during Elijah and Elijah's time. Or the major or minor prophets. The church did not come into existence until the consummation of Jesus Christ, his sacrifice on the cross. It was after Jesus died on the cross that the church was born. Because to be a part of the church, as we know it, the church of the living God, you got to be born into it. Nobody could be born again until Jesus Christ had died and had risen from the dead, shown himself to people, and people believed that he raised from the dead. And that's where we get in Romans 10.9. The formula for salvation, that if you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you shall be saved. He had to die and be raised from the dead before the church could ever come into existence. But he says, thou art Peter, which means little pebble, but upon this rock, Big boulder, he was doing a play on words, not on Peter. He said, upon this rock, the revelation that Jesus was the Christ, the Messiah, the Son of the living God, I will build my church. And listen to what he says. Paraphrase, we win. The gates of hell has been winning in humanity all of these years. But because I build my church, the organization, the organism, the body of Christ that I built on the revelation that I am he, I am the, the Messiah. Not what the Hebrew Israelites saying, I am the Messiah. And upon this rock, I will build my church. There's a lot of criticism about the church, the pastors in the church, hypocrites in the church. You know, a lot of times, Tiana, people say, I don't go to church because there's a bunch of hypocrites there. You ever notice people don't say, I don't go to Walmart because there's a bunch of hypocrites there? 
Go to hypocrites in Walmart. Don't stop nobody from going. I don't go to the barbershop because there's a bunch of hypocrites there. There's a bunch of hypocrites at the barbershops and beauty shops. People still go there? Hello? Right. But I don't go to church because hypocrites. All kind of bad stuff said about the church. And y'all, you hear me saying and critiquing the church, and we are in the Laodicean church and the lukewarm church, but y'all, once again, it's Jesus' church, so let's put some respect on his name. Somebody say amen. Let's have a little reverence and respect for the church. Cause even in our, in our, in our criticisms of the church, Jesus said, upon this rock, I build my church. Now there's some imposter churches, some decoy churches, all of that. But he's talking about the real deal church. And upon this rock, I build my church. Unless we uh, go too far with the lay of the sin, the lay of the sin church was still his church. Still his church. And he said, the gates of hell will not prevail against you. Amen. So some people led the sin church to be left behind. And maybe they're making it, you know, after the rapture, some, through the tribulation. I don't know. But he said, the gates of hell are not, not going to prevail against the church. Somebody say amen. amen. Now, we focused in on a term in this scripture that many people never really focus on, which is gates. The gates of it. So I got curious, what about the gates though? And what are the gates? And we know the gates are an entryway. It's, it's, you know, they have hinges, gates do. And you can enter a gate or you can leave a gate. So a gate is a place of entry and exits. Somebody say amen. Mm-hmm. In the Greek, the word gate in this passage is a leaf or wing or folding entrance or exit, the gate. A gate of a larger wall or city. The access or entrance into any city or state can also be called the gate. Somebody say amen to that. Gates are for entries and exits. You can enter a prison. You can exit a prison. Yes? You can enter a gate or you can exit a gate. And so the Bible says the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. Now, we said that this is the place of victory for the church. If we want to know where we can have predominant victory, all we got to do is locate the gates of hell. Now, most Christians, especially in these modern times, are afraid. We shun. We shun the gates of hell, and for good reason, because many of us were entrapped behind the, the, the gates of hell at one time in some lifestyle or other, right? But this is the place of victory, number one. The place of personal victory. The fact of the matter is that we were all hell bound. We were all children of the devil at one point. We all needed to be born again. We were all sinners going down for the last count. Because the Bible says, what? All have what? Sin and come short of the glory of God. The Bible says in Romans 3.10, there is none righteous. 
No, not one. In yourself. I know you look so purity and pure and, and clean. Your mind is so clean. You're so holy. But the Bible says in yourself there is no one righteous. No, not one. No one does good, the Bible says, in themselves. Paul said in myself that is in my flesh dwells no good thing. So while we get proud of her minded, Y'all, we got to really understand and know that we are nothing but dust and flesh in our flesh. There's no good thing. But thank God I don't have to live in my flesh. I can live in my spirit, which is my true person, right? So the place of victory for us is the gates of hell. We ought to put a commemorative flag in the sand on the day that we were saved, on the day that he brought us, come on, out of darkness into the marvelous light. And that's why they sing the song, what? The amazing, they don't just say grace. What do they call it? Amazing grace. You know why the grace of God was so amazing? You don't know, but I know, you don't know like I know, as the song say, what he did for me. Come on, somebody. All you know is the stuff you saw me do or heard that I did, but you don't know the whole story. And if God can save somebody like me, I know he can save somebody like you. And so the gates of hell, we ought to not run from it. We ought to not be ashamed of it. We ought to pitch, come on, somebody, a flag in the sand that say he stood running long and he was going to hell. But Jesus, amazing grace. I once was blind, but now I see. I once was bound, right? Behind the gate there in the prison. But now I'm free, right? So it's a place of victory. And as we explored last week, it's a place still for Christians of great shame. Come on, somebody. Tell somebody, I don't have no more shame on me. There's no shame on me. Come on, somebody. Y'all, we've been in places of services. Y'all, God had taken pimps and prostitutes that have laid up with hundreds of men, people that have been in the porn industry, everybody know what they look like, and totally saved them. Come on, washed them in the blood of Jesus. Hallelujah. The Bible says, come let us reason together. Though your sins be as scarlet. Come on, I'll do what Korosh can't do. You ever got red dye or something and then try to bleach it? It come out pink, don't it? Come on. Come on. It don't get it all the way out. But the Bible said, don't your sins be as. Isn't that the good news? Isn't that the gospel? Why you can't rejoice about who you used to be, but I'm no longer there right now. If you know you got a story that you can't tell the whole story, you have to just tell a radio edit and still people still looking like this. If you know you got a story, you ought to stand up and give God some praise. I'm not ashamed. What does Romans 1, 1, 6 say? We are not uh, of the gospel. You know what the gospel, you know what part of the gospel is? It's your story. And we say, oh, I promise I wouldn't tell nobody. We just need to stop right there. Now, I hope he said, but I couldn't keep it to myself, mama. But we, we ought to just stop it, right? I promise I wouldn't tell nobody. And I kept my promise. <laughs> Ain't telling nobody. No, man. We're not ashamed. 
I can go back. I can go, y'all. I can go back to that spot in hell where the devil had me bound. I remember where it was. Come on, somebody. I pass by it every once in a while, and I say, yeah, that was me right there. That was me on my way to hell. That was me bound. That was me getting ready to lose my mind. But Jesus, come on, somebody. Jesus, 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 Jesus was the answer for me. Come on, somebody. What we're ashamed about. So we started talking about the gates of hell. What are the gates that lead to hell? There are different gates that lead different people to hell. Every last one of us, we went through some different gates. And some of us got some similar story. We went through some similar gates. Amen. But your experience going through a gate wasn't the same as mine. Hello? Let's go to Matthew. And y'all, I'm, I'm promised, I know we got church tonight and it's going to be good. So I ain't going to wear you out this morning. I'm not. I promise you I'm not going to do that. But let's go to Matthew chapter 6. I mean 7. Let's go to 7. Matthew chapter 7. We've been there before. And we looked at verse 14, verse 13. Listen to what it says. It says, enter ye at the straight gate. You see that word again? You see that word again? There it is again. Gates keep showing up in the Bible. How many ever went to the rodeo? Yeah, did they cancel the rodeo this year? Oh, man. You remember going to the rodeo? And you only had certain, what? G-A-T, what? Certain? You ever went to a concert at the rodeo? Huh? You can only, you only enter in at certain. You're going to be in, in the concert. You had to enter in through one of them gates, though. Unless you was the singer and they, you know, drove you through the back <laughs> under the tunnel somewhere. Right? But if you was going to be at that concert, you had to go. How many of y'all been to a music park? Huh? How many of y'all been to Disney World? Come on. Bro, the gates is totally somewhat different than where the park is. Once you get into the gate, they're going to drive you a thousand miles to the park. They don't even want you to know where it is. Like, where, where we going? <laughs> you walk in the gate with me? Ain't nobody over there. No, we're going to put you on the train and take you to the place. You enter the gate. You know, Really, you know, they built Disney World as a replica of where? They call it Magical Kingdom. You know, everything congeals around the castle. You know, every night they do the fireworks right there. Yeah, they had a parade right there. Yeah, you, you headed to the throne. Yeah. 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 And they built it just like that. And it's gates. And I believe, I believe heaven's gonna be just like that. There's gonna be different attractions over here and there, you know. You wanna go see the beginning, uh, you know, we'll, people, uh, will be over in the left side of <laughs> the gates of heaven, uh, showing Adam and, and somebody will be over there showing the beginning and then Moses will be over in the north side of heaven showing the Ten Commandments at three o'clock, whatever. I think there's gonna be exhibits. And we'll all be at the throne tonight at six. Message from Jesus. Hey, hello? Amen. I think it's going to be activity like that, right? But listen to what it says. It says, enter in at the straight gate. For here we go. Wide is the gate. Keep talking about gates, y'all. And he said the gates of hell should not prevail, right? 
So there are gates in hell. There are gates to go to heaven. But listen to what it said. It said, wide is the gates. See, the gates in the getting into hell, they wide. You know why they got to be wider? You got a lot of people going in. And they go in a lot of different ways. Buddha, Hinduism, atheism. Hello? LGBTCTE-isms. All the isms. It's like all the groups, they going in. They going in. They going in. And it's, I mean, it's a party, bro. Everybody partying on the road, on the gates of hell. And it's so packed, they can't see that the people in front, at the very front, is dropping off into this fire furnace. I want you to see it. It say, wide is the gate. Woo! Wide is the gate. That leads where? To destruction. And there, there are many people that go therein. I want you to hear that. Wide is the gate and broad is the way. Easy to travel, it says in the Amplified. It's easy. Is he, man, go, man, stop going to church. All they doing, diamond, they preaching this stuff against your conscience. They just, they just messing with your head. You know what's good for you. If it feels good, do it. Why are they telling you this and that? They putting all these restrictions on you. Half of the people don't even live it themselves. Hello? I read one quote. Immorality. Immorality is when people, what is it? Immorality is when you don't do the same sins that they do. People say you're immoral when you do different sins than what they do. This is all opinionated. The Bible's been changed. It was written to oppress people. Come on over here. It's easy. Hello? It's easy. It's easy to travel. And the path leads to destruction and eternal loss. And there's many that go through it. Can we just talk about the gates of hell? All right, now, I want you to listen to this. So this is what we did. I got curious. I said, well, what might be the different gates of hell? So let's assume in his book, he wrote some different gates about some different gates. Number one, the soulish gate of immorality. And I'll add the soulish fleshly gate of immorality. That's the first gate. Wonder which gate you think we're gonna talk about today? <laughs> it's quiet in the building. The soulish gate of gambling and greed. The soulish gate of apostasy. The soulish gate of spiritism. The soulish gate of cults. Philosophy is a gate of hell. Superstition is a gate of hell. Tormenting fear is a gate. There's a gate of demon possession. And mental illness and physical illness come from the gates of it. We're going to talk about all of those. But this morning, this morning, we're going to talk about the immoral gate. The immoral gate. Mm-hmm. We said last week, on the opposite side of the gates of hell is entry into the kingdom of heaven. 
But the gate is smaller though. Not as wide. You got to leave off some stuff going into the gate, going into hell. <laughs> but on the opposite side of the gates of hell are the gates that enter into heaven. And remember what it says in 13, enter the straight gate. And listen to 14, it says, but straight is the gate or narrow is the gate. Narrow is the way that leadeth to life and there be few that go in that way. Not because it's hard. It's not hard because Jesus said, my yoke is easy, my burden is light. The price for sin is hard. The way of the transgressor is hard. But it feels easy. <laughs> the way to the kingdom of heaven is easy. But the world makes it feel hard. <laughs> I'm going to say that again. The way to hell feels easy. But the price is, is hard in heaven. The way to heaven is really easy. But the world makes it feel hard. You know, Jesus did all the heavy lifting. He died on the cross, went to hell, defeated Satan, defeated death, defeated the grave, and got the victory for us and gave it to us if we will accept it as a free gift. How easy is accepting a gift? It's pretty easy. Somebody say amen. How easy was it for you to be born? Who struggled to be born in here? You remember sweating trying to be born, bro? No, man. Now your mama sweated. <laughs> it wasn't easy for her. But it was easy for you. You just got in and started crying and eating and pooping and burping. All of that, right? That was easy. Being born again is easy. 14, straight as the gate, now is the way that leads to life. And there be few that find it. The opposite side of hell is entering into the kingdom of heaven. It is at these gates that evangelists, evangelism ministries, should camp out at the gates of hell. And there should be a shuttle from there driven to the local church by excited church members, anointed leaders and teachers and preachers, only to be received by sincere pastors whose ministries and words are confirmed by prophets and apostles. The gates of hell are the place of victory for the church. And today we'll talk about the gate of immorality. Another word for that is sexual sin. Remember, that was the first on the list. So I've done a lot of stuff on Alfred Kinsey. We did a What we call the truth documentary is on YouTube. What's it called? Forbidden to Marry or something like that. Truth documentary. Look it up. But Alfred Kinsey in the 50s, along with others, have worked to advance the belief that there are no public consequences to private sexual behavior. And Americans, for the most part, have brought have bought into this notion. And what the communist leader Lenin said, a lie told often 
enough becomes the truth. Did you know historically in the United States that even into the 2000s, many states had laws prohibiting adultery? It's called crimes against marriage, which were designed to protect marriage by punishing those who jeopardize the family by seeking sexual satisfaction beyond their spouse. Virtually every advanced civilization has had some form of prohibition against adultery because they know that it is a high price for their society and not that what consenting adults do in private has no consequence. Similarly, did you know up until 2001, states had laws against fornication? Well, wait, wait a minute, Pastor. Sin, sin adults. Yeah. Yeah. Which criminalized sex between unmarried people. It was against these laws, the penal code, that Alfred Kinsey research came out and started giving rapists and molesters and so forth uh, less, um, more lenient sentences. Yeah. In 2001, Jesse McClure was convicted under Georgia's fornication law. When McClure was 16, he was caught having sex with his girlfriend in her bedroom. The girl's mother reported the incident to the daughter's probation officer, who then brought charges. McClure was ordered to pay two, a $200 fine and write an essay explaining why he should not have engaged in sex. This is in 2001. Not too long ago. Instead, he wrote that it was not the business of the court to know why. As McClure told Atlanta Georgia Journal Constitution, invading personal privacy just isn't right. And in 2003, the Georgia Supreme Court threw out McClure's conviction. Chief Justice Norman Fletcher wrote the government may not reach into the bedroom of a private citizen and criminalize private, non-commercial, consensual sexual acts of two persons legally capable of consenting to those acts. I'm not here to debate politically whether that's right or wrong. I don't know. I mean, I'm sure at some point there were laws dating back, you know, into the 40s and the 50s that regulated Sexual acts between married people, right? Because we don't want that, right? But I am here to say to let you know that somebody had thought about it before this generation. That what people did in the bedroom did have public consequences. Listen to this. In a recent study, they calculated the cost to taxpayers of divorce and unwed childbearing. The estimates for the nation in all 50 states quantifies a minimum of $112 billion a year that it costs taxpayers from the high rates of divorce and unmarried childbearing. This amounts to more than $1 trillion in taxpayers' expense over the last decade that is directly attributable to marital breakdown and out-of-wedlock births. Add to this, the highest rates of sexually transmitted disease among all other 
industrialized nations, the highest rates of, so America in our country, we have the highest rates of teen pregnancy of any other industrialized nation, the largest producing and consuming nation of pornography. We reproduce more pornography and watch more pornography than all the other nations. The highest rape rates, more than 40 million abortions since 1972, and one must willfully be blind to suggest that there are no public consequences to any private sexual behavior. So one of the gates of hell is sexual immorality. So many people are destroyed and go to hell. So many people will miss the rapture. Not because they don't love God. Not because they don't believe in Jesus. Not because they don't believe that Jesus existed and died on the cross and rose from the dead. They, they will die in sin simply because they are trapped in the gate, the prison of sexual immorality. You know, there are things you can get into that feel okay at one point that lure, you know, we're lured in, we're tempted, we're seduced in. But y'all, I don't know about y'all, there have been some jams I got in that I wish I could have got out. I could have just snapped my finger and got out of it, but I couldn't get out of it. And I felt trapped. And we don't speak hate to people that are caught in sexual sin. I know I don't because that's part of my testimony. That's what I was delivered from. I know what it feels like. But beyond me knowing what it feels like, the Bible explicitly says that it leads to death. Let's look at what the Bible says. Why do I preach? Somebody said you, you know what? Your, your message, your, your ministry is about sin. You, you like, you, I mean, just, I mean, since the beginning, just been preaching about sin and sexual sin. And, and I always wonder why. Well, because I'm an end time preacher. And y'all, that is like the main thing. Isn't that first and forefront? In our media, in everything that's going on? Like, you can't even teach kids anymore. They gotta know the LGBT, like, what, what does man have to do with sex? But it's at the forefront now. People want validation for their sexual lifestyle. And they, the reason why they need validation so much, the reason why they shut nothing off and shut preachers' mouth, the reason why they can't even hear an opposing view, because in their heart that God created, they know it's wrong. And on television, and I ain't talking about the other side, let's talk about heteronormative sin. Just having six and seven and eight, ten women and, and just doing and being promiscuous. Y'all, that Playboy lifestyle, everybody like to make, make it look like it's so good on television. Y'all, those people are miserable. How do you know, Pastor? Well, can, let's just pick a couple. You Marilyn Monroe, you think she could, have whoever she wanted? Huh? Huh? Rumor has it she was having it with the president and his brother. 
<laughs> Even to this day, she is still known as a sex symbol. How does she die? Choking on her own vomit uh, because she overdosed on drugs. Why she overdosed on drugs? She was depressed. She wasn't happy. She could have had any man she wanted. And had a lot of men that she wanted. According to the stories. But she wasn't happy. <laughs> Listen what it says. Some of y'all came out of that, but we're not going to be ashamed, right? Look at 1 Corinthians 6, 9 through 11. Know ye not that the unrighteous shall not inherit the kingdom of God. Where does it say that in the Bible? Okay, can you go to 1 Corinthians 6 and 9? This is very clear. There's no vagueness in this scripture. No one that's unrighteous shall inherit the kingdom of God. Well, I feel like I'm righteous. I'm living my lifestyle. God created me this way. I feel like I'm righteous. Okay. He's going to explain what unrighteousness is. First on the list. You know, it's all the same. Did you, you ever ran a red light? That's sin. He ain't got to run a red light up there though. He don't. He's very, he's very plain. See, people try to justify sin though. But he, he wants to be very clear. He said, he said, first of all, he said, don't let nobody deceive you. <laughs> if you back up to eight, right? You know what it said? Yeah, no. No, it said, be not deceived right there in nine. You see what it said? It said, don't be deceived now. Why would he say, don't be deceived? Because people are deceiving themselves. Mama, you, you know this lady too, I'll tell you who she was. But she, she was living that lifestyle, that lesbian lifestyle. And she told me the reason she felt like she could live that lifestyle. Yeah, this is so demonic. She quoted the scripture. Proverbs 3, 5 through 7. She said, trust in the Lord. She, she said, this proves I can be a lesbian and go to heaven. She said, trust in the Lord with all my heart and lean not to my own understanding. And then she said, he said, in all my ways, acknowledge him. And he would do it. So, since being a lesbian is my way, I acknowledge him in that. You know my new look when something is crazy, I just do like this, I say. You talking about butchering some scripture. If I somebody watching, see, I knew I could be a lesbian. See, that's right. No, no, no. Do you not know? Cause some people don't know. Is that true? Some people don't know. So I say, so we gonna inform the people that don't know. This is Paul giving a public service announcement. He say, do you not know? What don't you know? That the unrighteous should not inherit or have any share in the kingdom of God. Don't be deceived. People out here deceiving people. The universal churches and all that, bless their heart. I don't know. Yeah, the in there, in there, what they call? Yeah. Don't be deceived. What's the first one out the gate, though? 
Hello? Neither sexually immoral, which we talking about the gate of immorality, or adulterous, idolatrous, or adulterous. Then he just starts expanding. He could have just left it with sexual immoral. That covers everything. He said, nah, because we got some tricky people out there. So let's identify some stuff. Adulterers. Do y'all see it? Yeah, I didn't write the Bible. Nor effeminate. Now, talking about effeminate women, they're supposed to be effeminate. Who are you talking about? Feminine men. Cross-dressing. That's what he's talking about. Nor effeminate by perversion. Nor those who participate in homosexuality. Keep going. These hate speeches. There's no room for hate. I'm not preaching hate. I'm reading the Bible. No thieves. Nobody have a problem with thieves. No greedy. Nobody have a problem with greedy. No drunkards. <laughs> no revolvers. You know, you got to turn up sometime. Whose words are used as weapons to abuse, insult, humiliate, intimidate, or slander others. No swindlers, cheating people out of their money, will inherit or have any share in the kingdom of God. Next verse. But you ought to shout right here. And such were, everybody say were. Now is word present tense, future tense, or past tense? And, su- and such were some of you. You know who was writing this to? Former fornicators, former adulterers, former homosexuals, former cross-dressers, former thieves, former drunkards. He says such were some of you before you believe. But you ought to shout on this. But you were washed. By the atoning sacrifice, you were sanctified. Set apart for God and made holy. You were justified. Declared free of guilt in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. In the Holy Spirit of our God. The source of the believer's new life. And what's the last part then? And change behavior. Who's going to change your behavior? You or God? God. And he's going to work with you? But it's coming from the inside. It ain't coming from the guilt I lay on you on the outside. That ain't going to stop you from doing nothing. Somebody say amen. It's coming from the inside. It's going to work from the inside out. It's an inside job. Everybody say it's an inside job. Everybody say he's working on the inside. And I'm changing on the outside. Because it's working on the inside. Somebody say amen. Man, when I was out there sinning, fornicating, couldn't nobody tell me nothing? And I was a preacher. And I was a, 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 a preacher in the word. And I was a Christian. Couldn't nobody, people come tell me some judgmental stuff. I'm like, bro, get out of my face, bro. You just can't pull them like I pull them. But it wasn't until God changed my heart from the inside. And if you want him to, he'll change you from the inside. If you'll let him. But so many people enter in at this gate and go to hell. Because of pleasure. People talking about, yeah, we had it all night long. Most people ain't had it all night long. It's just, you know, you can, you can time it. We're going to hell for that. 
Am I going to hell for that? Somebody say amen. Everybody say not me. me. Proverbs 6.32. It say, but whoso committeth adultery with a woman lack of understanding. And he that doeth so destroyeth his own soul. And you can flip it around. You can flip it around. Y'all, you remember Ashley Madison had a business model online where you could go cheat on your spouse? Yeah, people wanted to cheat. They met up on Ashley Madison. Y'all remember they had that breach of uh, that leak, that security breach? And all them preachers and famous people names showed up on Ashley Madison. I'd be like, dude, can you bring preface? Why do you trust social media? Some famous gospel artist just recently, no, we was on a private Instagram. <laughs> kissing another man. I didn't think they was gonna let up. Bro, you on Instagram! It ain't private! And what you kissing the dude for in the first place? It's private. Y'all, every kid, every young person here, do you understand the internet is not private? That's why they, 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 they dropped the WWW, but it, it used to say World Wide Web. People put it on the World Wide Web and they come to church and don't want nobody to know their business. Come on. Well, how you know, girl? <laughs> Didn't you put it on the web? You must got words of knowledge. No, there ain't words of knowledge. Did you put it on Facebook? <laughs> People, please. Listen. You enter into sexual sin. The Bible say you destroy your soul. What's your soul? Your mind. You remember that girl? She was a cheerleader at your dad's church. She lost her mind. The most beautiful girl you ever saw. And I'm talking smart. Come on, Landry. You know what I'm talking about? Had the future in front of her scholarship. Was getting ready to soar. I mean, beautiful. I mean, beautiful. 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 Yeah. Hourglass figure, everything. She had it all in front of her. Got with a dude full of sexual demons. Had it with him once or twice. This girl lost her mind. Had to get on medication. Blew her up. Cut her hair. Her hair went bald. She had the longest, prettiest hair. No future walking around. Can't even talk to you. You know what I'm talking about? Sexual sin. You're destroying your soul. People lose their soul over sexual sin. That's why in the industry, all the Illuminati stuff you study, that's why they make them do outrageous sexual acts. Because they want them, they want them to sell their soul for riches and fame. 
That symbolizes they selling their soul. If you, if I can make you do this for a record deal, I got you. Whoever commits adultery with a woman lacks common sense, yo. Common sense. Y'all, it's common sense. It ought to be common sense amongst our Christian girls and boys. It ought to be common sense. If I go out here and get with this one and that one, number one, what if I get pregnant? Like, that's just common sense. But it ain't common sense. Nobody's talking to our girls. Girls project, quiet. Nobody's helping them. Nobody's helping them. No, girl, we can't do this. It leads to poverty in the community. Bruh, it leads to you getting a check for $2.50 after you done made $2,000. You got to, you got to, we, we, we got to, we got to talk to our girls. We got to talk to our guy. It's say so you don't even have common sense. And we keep doing it generation after generation after generation. We're not even talking about the STDs that you can't get rid of. They never seem to show up on Netflix movies when everybody's just having it and doing it. <laughs> teen pregnancy. Well, why they won't do a show on MTV about S- teen STDs, though? Yeah, yeah. They never do that. Come on, American Idol, do something about STDs. And the effect of sin. Say, you don't even have common sense, sound judgment, understanding moral principles. You're destroying your soul. Here's the last scripture. And we're going to go. The gate of hell. Of immorality. Look what it says. Proverbs 7, 5 through 8. Oh, yeah. Me and my sons, we studied this scripture. And we still do. Study with men. This is what it says. We started at the beginning of 7, but... We'll start at five. This is what it says. It says that wisdom, if you'll listen to wisdom, it says that wisdom, verse five, will keep you from a strange woman. A strange woman. They're good women, but they're some strange women. Huh? There's some good men, but there's some strange men. That's just whatever. It's whatever. You don't know what they've been doing. Who you? you like girls? You like guys? What you? What you doing, bro? What? I don't think I have to answer them questions. Did you want me or not? Stuff like that. Like what? No <laughs> <laughs> prince answers. You know? Am I straight? Am I gay? Am I? Yeah, bro. Answer the question. <laughs> You remember, remember the times he was like, which one, which one, bro? Are you, yeah, I just need to know. Sunshine, 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 which one? I, I, he said, I'm not judging, no matter, I just, I just need to know. But they're strange. Come in, come on. Cameo wrote a song in the 80s, mama. She's strange. But I like it. That's just it. Yeah. She's strange, but I like it. Why you like strange, though? But we're drawn to that. Sexually, we're drawn to that. 
the mystique of it, the mystery of it. It's that sexual sin. And if you've been exposed to that stuff, it's, it's like a magnet. It's like, oh, she got smoky eyes. He mysterious. Huh? Here's where it's going. So he's out on day night. Out on day night. On Friday. In the gallery. Nice restaurant. Nice restaurant. And uh, we counted. You know, I, I be looking around. My poor wife, I, I, I should have been there. It was just, she was looking around too. It was about 25 to 30 black women in there on a Friday night. That kind of make your heart sing. No man, you know, just girls' nights or whatever, taking this out. And I, you know, you got to applaud black women, you know, hey man, ain't sitting on waiting for no dude, you know, going out, go out and have some fun, you know, I get that part. There was five black dudes in the in the building. Four. Am I black? So you know I'm counting me. And only one of them like women. Wonder who that might have been. That would be I. Man, it was so fun. It was just like, it was outside. It was like right outside one of them Tyler Pratt movies or something. Two big swall dudes. I mean, it was like a funny scene like that. I'm saying, two big swall dudes. You know, and like if I'm going out with a dude, like if me and Ronda going to dinner or something like that, going to get some lunch, I'm usually not gonna go get dinner with no dude. But generally, I mean, you know, somehow. But like we gonna sit across from each other. You know, as folk, folk, you know, you can sit here, here, here. But now I ain't sitting catacorned to no dude. I want to feel his knees rubbing up against mine. You know what I mean? They were swole. But they eyes. And they were conjoling each other. And, they, and I said, oh. <laughs> I did. I love, I love, I love everybody. And there's no hate. There's no hate. <laughs> I don't hate nobody. And I said, oh my gosh. But then the Hispanic waiter came over. You know, Hispanic guy, you know, looked like he was probably, he was older. Looked like he grew up somewhere, maybe Mexico or, or somewhere in Central America. And, you know, they, those ways are real fun and stuff. So they were having fun with the, with the table with the 25 girls. Maybe they was doing a birthday or something like that, celebrating a birthday. And then he, he looked over and saw the big bodybuilder dude and he, he said something, you know, kind of funny. Like, yeah, y'all should get with these guys. And then one of the girls like that said, yeah, we'll take them too. And y'all, how about the two black dudes didn't even look back? They was looking like this. We don't want y'all. They didn't want them. They didn't even look back to see if the girl looked good. That's the time we're in. Oh, Jesus. But we like strange. We're drawn to that. To that, mm. Come on, guys. We're using the word. You knew that girl wasn't right. You knew she wasn't right. But it was something about her. Just had to get with her. As Luther said, if only for one night. 
It will be so, right? He was lying. And Luther turned out to be a little twisted up too. It's okay. Teachers all right in the world, not in the church. Y'all not gonna finish this, but listen what it says. It says it will keep you from a strange woman, from the stranger that flatters with her words or his words. You can you can, you can transpose this women. For out of the window of my house, I looked through the casement and I saw a simple one. Say so you walking out here having sex, you simple. The Bible says you're a simp. You you simple. And the amplifier said, Mother, naive, inexperienced, and gullible. Come on, Diamond, you see the freshman girls coming to school, coming to Sam, Sam Houston, that freshman year, they so gullible, so innocent, so naive. And all them predatory dudes sitting up there. Can I help you with your boxes? All them cute dogs and cats. Come on, girl. Yeah, I'll help you. Don't even know what's going to happen to them. They simple. Finna mess their life up. Finna mess their life up. Finna turn them out into some four. We was having threesomes when I was in college. So it's foursomes and fivesomes and sixsomes now. Finna turn their tail all the way out. Come on, somebody. This was a young man lacking good sense passing near the street near her corner. He took the path to her house in the twilight, in the evening, in the black, darker night. And there was a woman dressed in the, as a prostitute. She wasn't a prostitute. That's a whole nother lesson. But dressing like a prostitute. If you're not a prostitute, stop dressing like one. Dressed with the attire of the harlot. Sly and cunning and hard. She was boisterous. She was loud and rebellious. Come on. She wouldn't stay at home. Always in the streets. Hello? Always in the streets. Friday, you can't find her. Saturday, you can't find her. She in the streets. She's spending the night somewhere that she don't even pay rent. Or somebody spending the night with her. And at this time, she was in the streets in the time of the marketplace, lurking and setting her ambush at every corner. She caught him and kissed him. Did, did she ask his name, bro? What's your name? No, just kissing. Just, just sexual stuff early. In the bar. In the club. Come on. All that stuff. Right? You know Michael Jackson, remember the time? In the bar, in the club, in the van, did it that, 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 all of that. Just all that stuff. <laughs> Y'all remember? Just do just doing whatever. Kissed him. Say, I have peace officers with me today. I paid my vows. So she's an idolatry. She's in a false religion. But when you're in college, it don't matter what she believes. She's fine though. And you can start talking, yeah, I'm an atheist, I don't believe in God. You just had sex with it, like, oh, God. Hello? It don't matter what they believe, because she's fine. Oh, I know I am. So I came out to meet you that I might share, that you may share with me the feast of my offerings, idolatry. 
Come on, she done got you into yoga, Eastern mysticism, all this other weird stuff. Huh? You popping mollies? Come on. Hello? Yeah, yeah. What's the love drug? All that stuff? Ecstasy? It ain't, it ain't harmful. I mean, it's just ecstasy. You ain't never to judge your life. Now you with this girl, you, you ain't never drank. Now you with some dude and y'all sipping scissor. Like, come on. It's that sexual sin. And it draws, it's a lure. Now you're doing stuff you never, you said you never do. Now letting them do hit me. He done beat you three times. But the sex is so good. I heard women say that. Diligently, I sought your face and I found you. I spread my couch with covers and cushions of tapestry and have colored fine linen from Egypt. I have perfumed my bed with myrrh, aloes, and cinnamon. Woo! Sound like Kim Kardashian, her sister. No. She know what's going on. She got money. Woo! Kanye say free at last. Now it's worth six billion dollars after the divorce. Go ahead, Kanye. Come let us drink and fill our love until morning. Let us console and delight ourselves with love. Let, let, let's just have it. And there's a spirit of lasciviousness. Y'all, I know, I know, I know it. I've, I've been there. It's a feeling that will overtake you. And you just say, well, what the heck? Let's just, let's just do it. Let's just, let's. It's, you can't give in to that. It'll destroy you. Let us console and delight ourselves. Come on, mama. Here's another one of your songs. Your as we lay, we forget about tomorrow as we lay. No, we can't forget about tomorrow. But there's an intoxicating thing with sexual sin. And guys, you know, that's what's still happening to us physically. The, if we, there's a, so you can't even mess with it. Cause once you get there, it's like, bro, I don't care, whatever. Jesus come back, hey, whatever. He come back later. So you can't play with it. Listen what I say. For my husband, now that's, that's red flag right there. For my husband not at home. But see, she already got you. You already done kissed her. You done already been lured in. Why you don't vet people before you get just sick? Who's watching that movie? It's a comedy by Adam Sandler. Uh, just go with it. And the whole thing, Palmer, the, the girl, she blind, she blind. Now she having sex with the dude. First day she met him on the beach and find a ring in his pocket, a, a wedding ring, which was false, but you had to watch the movie. But she mad at him. Like, girl, you the stupid one. You had sex with a man you didn't know on the beach. What do you expect? You never told me you were married. You didn't give him time. <laughs> you only knew you half a day. For my husband is not at home. Pew, pew. Should have been gone. And he has taken a long journey. 
He's taking the money back with him. He'll be back on an appointed day. And with many persuasions, she caused him to yield. She caused him to yield. Who are you listening to? Who are you talking to? What music are you listening to? It'll cause you to yield to sexual sins that'll lead you down the gate of immorality to hell. We didn't say nothing about hell, Pastor. Let's keep reading. And with their flattering lips, she seduced him. Suddenly, he went after her as an ox goes after the slaughter. Good God. No. <laughs> he know he's finna, he's finna be destroyed. You know? It's like a turkey getting happy that the farmer come and get him only to find out it's Thanksgiving and he finna be dinner. Like an ox to the slaughter. As a stocks into the correction to be given to a fool. Listen what I said. Until an arrow pierced his liver, his soul, with a mortal wound, like a fluttering bird, straight into a nest, couldn't get out. He did not know it would cost him his life. <laughs> you could put her in there. Hearken unto me, therefore, O ye children, attend to my words. Listen. Let not thine eyes incline to her or his ways and go to the to her parents. And then we can stay her for her still right now. All this lesbianism, bisexuality. Yeah, talking to her to you too, women. Don't don't go down her path. For she has cost many, she's cast many wounded, and many strong men have been slain by her. Look at 27. And her house is the way to hell. Her house is the way, put it in the King James, to hell. To hell. To hell, y'all. You go to hell. Sexual sin can lead you to hell. So that's why we stay out of it. This, this message ain't relevant to nobody in there, huh? It's relevant to all of us. Pastor, you marry, you don't have to worry about it. Are you kidding me? <laughs> Sexual sin is everywhere. Amen. Pornography, come on. Needy women out there just, just looking for something to get into. Get into. Mm. I'm married. I don't care. I'm not. I don't want to come here. I just want to have a good time. Mm. Y'all, it's out there. Can't go to hell for immorality. And God brought me out of that. Somebody say amen. amen. So I can pitch my, my, my tent and my flag right there. And I can win souls right there. Because I know, I know what it's like to be trapped in a little triangle, rectangle, octagon, whatever you want to say. I know what it's like. To be overcome with lust in the middle of the night. Say you ain't going to call her no more and then call her again. I know what it's like. I'm just going to watch this one video of porn. And you you porn marathon for five, six hours. And can't get up, can't move. And your only hope is when the battery run out on your phone. Then you can get sober. Yeah. Like, whoa, God. It's like a spell. That's spiritual. That's power. But it's demonic power. 
is the power of darkness. 